What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we have a very special episode for you. Highly anticipated, stoked to finally get this one out. I'm sitting down with Sim or Simple Life, Simple Alpha, Simp Life, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he is a killer trader. He's a member of PDF. A lot of people love what he does on Twitter. Uh, he's probably most well known for his market making uh, and being obsessed with markets, specifically crypto markets and Bitcoin to get very specific. Uh, and today we're just going to be talking about his trading strategy, uh, kind of seeing what he looks at when he sits down to trade. You can probably see it right now from this screenshot. Looks a little bit hectic. But before we get into all of that, two quick things. This is a video interview. You're going to want to see what we're looking at here. We're doing some live charting. Uh, so head on over to YouTube. There's a link in the description below. You don't want to miss this video interview. Uh, and the second thing is I do want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor. Just one announcement, very important today. Uh, in honor of the having or the havening, uh, crypto.com is doing a 50% off Bitcoin sale through their fundraising platform, The Syndicate. For this one, you don't even need to be staking any CRO. There's a $1 million allocation. So the sooner you get in, and the less people that participate, the more Bitcoin you can get for 50% off. I tweeted about it uh, the other day. I think it was yesterday. Uh, if you missed 4K Bitcoin, this is your chance to get it. It's probably going to be one of your last chances as we head into the halving. So there's a link in the description below. Head on over, sign up, participate in this sale. Now, let's get into the episode with Sim. So, Sim, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk to me. Uh, I see you've got some stuff up in the background. We can get into that in a minute. It's already, I'm already losing it because I have no idea what I'm looking at on that left side there. Uh, so, I'm stoked to get into that. Uh, for people who don't know you, you're a member of PDF. You're a killer trader. Uh, I've been trying to get you on for a while. So, again, thank you. Uh, before we get into your strategy and market making, do you think you could just talk to us about your trading journey a little bit, how long you've been trading for, just so we have like a little bit of an idea of who you are? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've been trading for about three years now, and um, I'm all self-taught. So I wasn't classically trained in what I think are the three pillars of trading, which is uh, data science, finance, and computer science. At least now it's computer sciences because everything is algorithmic, algorithmically driven pretty much. Uh, so those are the three areas that I taught myself how to trade, uh, or uh, those are the three areas of learning that I've uh, taken upon myself to learn uh, so I can become a better trader. And I, I really welcome everyone to just go ahead and uh, go through those progressions too. You don't have to learn one one area and and then uh, go, jump onto the next one. You can learn it all at the same time as long as you have like a goal in mind and that's to build a system that works for you, the type of trader that you are. And uh, it it, uh, it makes sense if it's if it if it if it's a logical if it's a logical system that makes sense and it fits with the type of trader that you are you'll very likely be profitable in it. And I really mean that uh, in the sense that 
it just has to make sense. It just has to make sense because I'll tell you right now, the way I got into my systems, the way I uh, developed my system was actually just through thought experiments, pretty much. So I wouldn't. I this is what this is what I failed uh, uh, at doing, and that's uh, in the beginning. I tried so hard and put in so many man hours of trying to create a better system by throwing things down the kitchen sink. And what I mean by that is I put 13, 14 indicators together and see which one works and mess with the look back windows because, you know, there's a rolling look back window um, a lot of the times uh, with uh, the indicators that you use. And if you, if you mess with, if you have too much in your system, if you have too much in your system, your, your trading system, then what ends up happening is that you're actually just overfitting. So overfitting is basically uh, fitting the data that you have for back tests uh, onto historical data that doesn't do very well during live tests or live uh, live trading sessions or anything. Uh, and so what you want to do is you kind of just want, this is what worked for me at least, okay? So every time I, I, I had an idea, I would actually just, I wouldn't even be by the computer or anything like that. I'd be on my hammock and I just do thought experiments on the market structure, market dynamics, price actions, and try to find out the essence of it. And when I had one of those Eureka moments, I went and I tried to, to work it out. I, I tried to code it out. And by doing that, it, 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 just, it just freed my mind of like this persistence of, I don't know how to explain it. One second. It, if you try to do something for so long, like uh, let's say, you're just looking at price action from one angle, you you won't see it from another vantage whatsoever unless you have a relaxed mind. And that's kind of where um, I I built my system from. It's just these, uh, it's, it's these relaxed sessions, just laying back, having thought experiments, just making sure the logic was correct in my systems, okay? Because everything in my, if, everything in your system has to make sense. It really does. I'm sorry, it just, uh, Hold on, can we can we stop right there? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I like cuz like I just had a lot of caffeine and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, No, man, I love I, it. I like, love it. You're, like, you're go, dude, go, go, go. I'm like going and I'm going. The thing is you, you like it's it's very complex stuff when it like when you get down to it. So trying to explain it in simplest terms can be a bit tough. Um, but no, I, yes. I, I think you're right in the fact that, you know, when you focus on one thing specifically, you really get that tunnel vision and you need that outlet to kind of relax, let your mind flow to different places. Uh, and that's where you can really get your best work in. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, it's, and, and the thing is, if your code is really convoluted and it's like 20, if it's like, if it's like a, a, a couple thousand lines of code, very, very very likely you are overfitting my code my code is very simple it's it's only it's only a couple hundred lines of code i'd have to check uh, to see what the uh, hybrid model uh the hybrid the script is that uh i use to fire out tranches of orders we'll get into that uh but um it's it's very minimal it's not it's not a lot whatsoever it's because after i've cleared my mind and i've had those i've i've, I've worked out the processes that I want to see through in my system, everything just, everything just float. It's the easiest code that I've written. It's really weird. Like I have this, I have this indicator called the position compass, which basically maps out takers, average entries, both long and short over a specified look back window, whether it's a day, three days, uh, weekly or monthly. And 
and people cannot figure out how I wrote that. But seriously, <laughs> I was just laying down. I was laying down one day and I was just thinking about it, going through my progressions. And I was just like, okay, this is how it's done. Okay. And I wrote, I wrote it out. First time I tried to write it out, it worked right away. I didn't even run into any bugs. That, that is truly beautiful. <laughs> and I, I think that some people try to overcomplicate things. Yes, trading is complicated. Writing these algos can be complicated, but it sounds like from a lot of people that I talk to, some of the simplest code that they have written seems to work out the best. Um, 100%. So before we get any deeper, because uh, I remember we had talked about some of those indicators, before we get into all of that, do you think you could just give us like the basic rundown of your trading strategy? I know a lot of people know you for your market making. So do you think you could just explain what that is, explain kind of your strategy just a little bit in simplest terms? Yeah, let's, okay, let's segue from, okay, we can segue from that uh, or we'll, we'll segue from where I was and then how I got into my hybrid market making system. So I, just like everyone else, I started off traditionally with, um, actually it was Ichimoku based uh, and there's nothing wrong with Ichimoku based or anything like that. Uh, if you have a system that works for you, then keep on using it, okay? Right. But, uh, as a trader, you always want to keep getting better. You always want to keep getting better. And uh, it led me into when, when I started to really take coding seriously and I took on Python, that's when I started getting to 100% automated systems, just algos that will trade for you all day, 24-7. And uh, from there, I learned that my, my, my best, uh, okay, my best qualities are being able to pick up patterns in, in really low time frames. So like on the minute chart, for example, I can pick up the flow of price action, uh, order books, um, uh, tape speed, everything like that. And uh, I, I can take all that data and I can make quick, quick really quick decisions that like 100% automated algos can't do. They can't do it because they still, they, they are still confined to a set of rules that are fairly rigid. Whereas the human brain doesn't, it's very, there's highly plastic, there's a lot of plasticity with the brain. I mean, so like you can, you can pivot and maneuver across the price action and the way price moves and everything like that very, very swiftly. And I created tools to help me do that. And that's where I uh, created the hybrid system. So it's a hybrid automated discretionary system. The things that are automated are the uh, data correlations, data correlations, uh, how data is aggregated so I can analyze it and then the execution of it. So um, data gets uh, uh, processed for me to analyze. And uh, once I analyze it, I make a decision on what I want to do at that very moment, whether it's laying out uh, a tranches of orders on the ask side, bid side, or both, how far, uh, position size, those sorts of things. And I can, uh, I can, I can lay out those orders, and then in a split, in, in a split of a second, you know, like when, let's say you have a bunch of volatility uh, come through, I can change all those orders almost immediately, and. Uh, that's where my system is based off of. And uh, if, if I say any more, I probably, that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> let's, just leave, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> start giving away your edge and start getting yeah. tech on our case. Um, yeah. So, so you're, you're aggregating a lot of data. I'm looking at, you know, some of the stuff that you've got up here and it, I, I don't really know what I'm looking at for the most part. 
Uh, a lot of your tweets, I just see them. I don't know what I'm really looking at. I, I hit the like button. I move on. Um, so, like, for example, on the left here, you've got a lot of data that's just kind of cruising through. Can we maybe talk about what you're looking at there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one second, okay? I am running out of battery on my headphones. Oh, you're good. Hey, can you still hear me? Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so um, this is a this is a data feed that I created that aggravates all it, like most exchange data that I want to look at. So it's basically like price uh, price and volume data and uh, open interest data, and uh, it's 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 visualized in a way that's that that's helpful for for me because like uh, some people some people analyze and process information differently. And this right here is what what I'm looking at right now is 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 what's best for me while I process information. So I can look at this and I can say, okay, it looks uh, every exchange looks good. Uh, okay, so order book uh, is skewed to uh, the app side right now. Uh, uh, order book uh, velocity takes is uh, okay right now too. It looks like Mex is Mex is obviously a little bit heavier uh, volume wise. Um, but everything is pretty much green right now. Standard deviation between what uh, 20, 24, and thirty-three. Okay, so uh, volatility is between uh, about let's say thirty, so uh, thirty ticks. Uh, and I can process all that information as well as the open interest uh, information, and I can layer out orders. And if it goes really fast, like something like I don't know, I, I I wasn't paying attention to the screen earlier, but it looks like we got some volatility, and sometimes the tape speed is extremely, really, really fast. So it, it, in that case, I know when to get in and just mark it in and be like, okay, I'm going to play some momentum here and just mark it in uh, and, and just and just play that uh, until 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 it exhausts itself, really, until uh, otherwise, uh, for, until further notice. Uh, that's basically what um, my progression is when I use the data feed. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's a tool that I created because I, it was a it was a tool out of necessity for myself. What I mean by that is, uh, I and I and I wrote a tweet about this. Uh, um, basically, the the tools that I create and and help me trade are things are deficiencies in my system that I wanted to reconcile. So. All like all the exchange data that you see, some people have like monitors and monitors of of like uh, a couple of monitors worth of data, you know, charts and uh, uh, DOMs and everything like that. But like for me, I all I need, all I needed was this, this one data feed, and I'm good to go. And and that's 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 pretty much where a lot of the processing comes in for me at least. I hope that helps. Yeah, it does. I, I think with every trader, it's different. It's weird because I've had a bunch of different profitable traders on and they all have different systems and they all are looking at different pieces of information and data and somehow they've made it work for them. Uh, you know, you've got the guys who, like you're saying, have 10 different monitors up and they're looking at 10 different data feeds. You've got this one right here. Um, I don't know if you can get into it. I know last time we talked, you had mentioned that there was something between there's the delta between spot and futures uh, prices. Did you want to talk about that at all, or is that something you want to keep kind of under wraps? Uh, it's uh, it's it's. I mean, uh, honestly, really, uh, that's fine. It's it's not that big of a deal because you actually need the data feed to know when there's a a, a disparity between spot and futures uh, volume delta. But basically, when spot 
when spot is is really delta positive volume wise and futures is delta negative um most times what's happening is that um traders are trying to get a lower price for for fills on their buys they're trying to get their buys filled so they're pushing futures down uh and then uh, almost every time i've mentioned that on twitter it price pops like, <laughs> a couple hours later it's 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 something it's a it's 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 not a tactic that goes away easily so that it won't decay very much if you have the right data feed uh but you have to be able to know when uh that's actually happening and that's uh kind of where uh, uh the edge comes from there we go so you you can give away some of the information but people aren't able to access it easily um and also I, yeah yeah also, you giving it away doesn't really do too much uh, because there's not much that people can do to change that. And for anyone listening, I said price. I meant volume. We were actually talking about volume here. Um, so I appreciate you kind of giving that little gem away there. Uh, another thing I did want to talk about was this indicator that we're looking at right here on the chart. Could we maybe get into that a little bit more? Sure. Yeah. This is a, a indicator that I talked about just a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think we can maybe go into uh, a little bit more compass. detail? Absolutely. So this is the position compass uh, and it's on trading light. Um, and uh, it's, it's something that I wrote to uh, determine the average entries. Hold on. Determine that. Here we go. More it needs more data. Uh, determine the average entry price uh, for uh, longs and shorts over a specified look back window. So right now I, um, let's see, I, if I go lower, lower, show me lower, okay, let's see. Okay, yeah, let's do that. There we go, because it needs more data. Okay, there we go. Okay, so right here is um, the the one day, the one day average entry. So right now, as, a, as an aggregate, the one day entry is I don't know. I, I think it's, it needs more data. That's the thing. So I need to actually go to a higher time frame. So one second. Okay. Okay. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. Cause I remember we, we were looking at a couple last time we talked. Uh, now I'm yep. seeing that second, second one show up there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so what I have up right now is the one day and the three day average entry prices and the reason why they're changing is because that they need more data from you see how it's like it, it, it's loading all the data in the back yeah like that's what's dealing with a right lot now. of it's data just, here just, yeah yeah i oh yeah actually i actually talked to the trading like guys i was like why is it loading so slow and it was it's very likely it's because my my data feed is hogging a lot of bandwidth right now <laughs> actually no that's exactly what's that and plus we're on a call and everything like that so yeah like, yeah we're just overloading <laughs> you right now yeah so uh, okay, so there's three there's three right now on uh, the 15 minute, and it's gonna it's it's gonna load more data as soon as it can process it all. But basically, it's the one day uh, one day position compass pair, uh, the three day PC pair, and the weekly PC pair. And uh, the one day is at the top. So what it, this basically shows is right here on a one day basis, the average long entry for takers is uh, 79. 80 and the average short entry for takers on a one day time span is 79.15 so right about here and then this is the three day and then this is the weekly uh, and uh so 
when you look at this, you 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 basically know that a hundred percent buyers are in control. They're all they're in control right now, and 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 basically sellers are either de-risking or trying to catch up based on how how fast that they start to average up and everything like that. Uh, but that's basically it. I use this alongside my data feed and uh, my. I, I really, I, I won't, I won't show it, but it's basically a hybrid command line interface where I can actually just input information that I want and, uh, uh, and it'll execute orders for me. Uh, I just a couple of parameters and then it'll execute orders. They'll basically do whatever I want with the orders that I either have uh, in the limit order book already, or that I want to uh, add into the order book. So it's those three things. And those are the only tools that I use while I trade. Um, it's so simple. And, uh, yeah, no, it's very, it's very simple. Yeah. I, I say jokingly because this is some yeah. very, very complex stuff, but you've boiled it down to something that's very simple for you to understand. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Actually, like I'm actually uh, mentoring a couple of traders right now on how to use this system, and they're doing really well. Actually, uh, one of the one of the guys that I've traded uh, or that I've um, taught uh, or that I'm teaching the hybrid system to, he actually beat me out one week. I was like, <laughs> The heck, dude, you beat me out. The student is becoming the master. <laughs> ah, dude, yeah. I gotta step my game up or something like right? that. Right? Yeah, but uh, he's no, he's a brilliant guy. So, like, uh, uh, happy to have him on board. That's so awesome. So, are, are these? Because I know you're in PDF. Uh, is this yeah. one of the PDF guys, or is this someone outside of crypto Twitter? Or where where are you finding these people to kind of take under your wing? Well, yeah, it's uh, there's some some guys that I've uh, uh gotten to know over uh. Uh, on on CT, uh, but also like there are a couple guys in PDF that also use my scaling system too, so, and it's more power to them. If it helps them out, that's exactly what I want. It's what I intended it uh, for. It's for those guys too. So um, yeah, uh, those uh, it's it's just some. I, I don't like this. Isn't by the way, this isn't like uh, this isn't something that I want. To, I don't want to be mentoring a whole bunch of people. So yeah. like, like our viewers, please don't, please don't like email me, DM me or anything like that asking because I, it's just a couple of people that I took on because uh, we uh, built really good rapport. So uh, <laughs> uh, please, please uh, not too many DMs or yeah. anything like that. If, if you're going to, if, if you're going to ask, please uh, like a good introduction or something like that, where you been, you know, like who you are, like how long you've been trading, why you want to learn how to hybrid market make those sort of things. That sort of thing, and that would that would be a good start. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't just. Yeah. I feel like when I when I put these episodes out, people get a couple DMs just with like questions. I get a lot of questions from the episodes, like, "Hey, I want to know more about this." Uh, please, please do not DM Sim. He he is graciously taking his time to come on this show. We don't need to flood <laughs> his DMs with questions about mentorship. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course, I I appreciate you coming on. So anything I can do to help you out and make you not go freaking crazy. Uh, but really quick on this indicator. So if we're looking at it, uh, say we're looking at the one day, right? And we've got yeah. average, long, and short price uh, or short entry. Yeah, right here here. So I see that they are at some points crossing over. And sometimes the average long price is higher than short. Our long entry is higher than short entry, and sometimes the short entry is higher. Uh, can you speak on these crossovers that we're seeing? Do, do you use those? Does that Actually, to mean be honest, anything? those crossovers, 
Actually, no, they don't. They don't. Not now. Like those individual crossovers aren't actually all that important. It's actually where price is relative to those average entries uh, to determine whether or not buyers or sellers are in control. So like right now, buyers are like in complete control. There's no there's no taking away control from them for the foreseeable future. So um, uh, what's what's going to what's going what's going to happen eventually is like they're just going to be in so much in profit where the longs are going to start taking profit and that's where price is going to because right now i think like what, what i'm looking at right now i see price going up quite a bit but i don't see the buyer average entry going up all that much not until the end uh and it starts spiking but like price starts going parabolic but um right about here but it, it there's a lag in uh the buyers right here and the reason why is because these are these are short covers. These are sellers actually covering their position to push up price. It's a short squeeze, they call it. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, they're they're squeezing out shorts. And what needs to happen next um, is you need to see uh, buyers actually cover their uh, their position. They need to start taking profit up top here, and that's going to force price down. And when that happens, generally what you see is a little bit more seller confidence in actually averaging in. Uh, their average entry and 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 maybe it'll start like uh let's see like let's see like this right here i'm gonna color that red okay maybe that will end up this this will end up somewhere around here and uh price will will uh take a sharp turn south okay there and go. as soon as yeah as soon as um this as price gets below the average entry of short uh, of short positions, then that means sellers are in control. That's that's what you want to see when you when you start to uh, maybe go a little bit heavier on the sell side. There we go. Okay, yeah. See, so yeah. it's it's price relative to these average entries, not what the short entry versus the long entry is doing, or at least this is how 100%. you're using it. So that makes a lot more sense. I'm just trying to give my audience a sense of what you're actually looking at when you pull up your charts and when you're looking at some of this data. Yeah, yeah. I try to explain that too, but sometimes, I mean, I feel like I feel like it's uh, I don't explain it very well because I get a lot of DMs about how people like people will thank me for like my analysis, but uh, admittedly they'll say it's I wrong. don't understand a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. I, I, I don't understand a lot of it. It's like, oh, okay. I was, yeah, I mean, I'm not hey. explaining it very well. I, I, I think I'm one of those people. I try to follow along with what you're posting, but some of it's just too high level for me. Uh, and so I want to kind of just break it down as much as possible for my audience. Uh, we try to have people on break down their trading strategies to, uh, you know, the simplest form pretty much. And you're doing a wonderful job of it. I really appreciate it. Uh, do you think we could Thanks, maybe man. get back to, of course, of course. Um, do you think we can maybe get back to the market making side of things really quick because i feel like a lot of people are curious they kind of understand how market making works but not really uh and i know we talked about this last time uh for anyone who's listening we we scrapped that interview we wanted to do a more professional clean uh i think this one's going much better i really appreciate it again for you, you f for coming on um but yeah no problem man. so there's two two kind of markets that you're going to be working with and that's range bound markets and then trending markets so can you maybe talk to us about how market making works in both of those markets 
Oh yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, at least for like my hybrid system, if you if you determine that the the day is a trend day, then you kind of don't want to be market making. To be honest, you probably right? either want to sit out. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that was my biggest biggest thing. I get it in range bound markets. Uh, it makes a lot of sense in the trending markets when we're either pumping hard up or down. I just really I don't understand how it works. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. As market makers, you are providing liquidity. Okay. You are not taking liquidity away from the books. You are providing liquidity in the order book. Okay. So you're 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 adding limit asks and limit bids. Okay. On both sides. Okay. And because of that. You are straddling price, and therefore you are perpetually fading the market almost all the time. And during trend days, when price goes parabolic like it did today, you don't want to be market making. Uh, so just yeah, like that's that's the one of the, as as a market maker as a market maker whether it's a hundred if you're using a hundred percent automated algo, or if you're using a hybrid system like me, there has to be a condition in there that says, okay, are we trending now? Or is this a uh, consolidation inside day? Because that's going to determine a lot. It's going to determine depending on how much, if, if it's like, let's say, for example, if it's a trend day and if it's a trend day and uh, price has been consolidating like it has for uh, before today, it was consolidating for like a, a week, really, really tight. And it's, and, and your system determines that it's a trend day, then you might want to just completely stop market making because it's going to explode. And it did today. You yeah. Know, we, uh, like 8% 8, 8 or something like that. I can't, I'm not exactly sure, but. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, it, it went off today. So to boil this down in simplest terms, let's just say we're looking at this chart, right? So you're on yeah. these days where that we're kind of just seeing that chop. You're making your money just off the spread, bid-ask spread. Uh, and then when your system kind of says, hey, we're probably going to start running in one di direction or the other, you're just, are you pulling everything and kind of just letting it run to the side where you either bought or sold or you have your bids and asks? Uh, how, how exactly, like what, what do you do on these days where we, like today, where we just see this parabolic rise? It's, it's not even today. It's not even today, to be honest. It's not even today. It's like a couple days back. A couple of days back, you would have you would have determined that okay, price is straddling a support and resistance level, okay, and mm -hmm. it's straddling that support and resistance level in a tight consolidation. Why would you be market making? That's the worst risk management you can even think of because it's going to explode and you're going to be fading that. No, that's it's going to explode through it, which it did. You know, that's why I tweeted like, that's why I tweeted like, uh, what is it like yesterday or something like that. Like if you've made money this last week, uh, you probably have really. <laughs> I remember seeing like, I that. I tweeted yeah, that yeah. because, and this is exactly why. It's because price has been straddling, or has been hugging this support, this resistance level for God knows how long, and you knew it was going to happen. I don't. I well. I. I mean, I. I think everyone knew that it was going to happen. You that, knew that it was going to happen. Now. I mean, well, I you mean, and like, other it. great <laughs> traders did. I, I don't. I can't say that everybody knew this was going to happen. <laughs> But well, um, I, yeah, it's that's exactly why, though, it's because you have to assess the risk of actually uh, fading the market perpetually market making. Um, so in, in that case, like a couple of days ago, if you were if, if, if you did, well, I, I, I'm trying I'm trying to. OK. I'm 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 not telling you guys exactly what I did or what I'm doing because I give away too much edge, but I'm telling I'm giving you guys guidance 
on what you should do yeah. uh, if you're creating a market-making system, okay? Uh, it's something that's uh, guidance that uh, a lot of anyone really can use. And that's basically, if you feel like it's going to be a trending day or it's a trending day is, is coming up based on the consolidation uh, that's happening, just back off market-making. Just don't market-make anymore and wait for the break and then trade the break. There we go. Uh, scalp, scalp or, or swing trade. It's really up to you uh, how you want to trade it. But just don't market make during those times. That's perfect. That's all we really need to know. Uh, there are two last things on kind of your system that I did want to talk about. Um, time frames, and then you had a tweet about volatility this morning uh, on the fact that, you know, you could just be killing it with this volatility. And I assume that that's kind of <laughs> what's most important to you. So can we talk about what time frames and kind of what you're looking for with volatility yeah absolutely so uh for the most part i trade i, I trade off of uh the h1 uh so the hourly i trade off of the hourly uh because i think for at least for my system i'm i do intraday market making so like the the hourly gives you a, a really good high like a, a higher time frame uh outlook so you know, like if your if your orders are too tight, like if, if I'm if I'm like hugging quote like like crazy, like I I, I would probably want to back that up, and I can tell that based on the hourly, uh, pretty much. But you're not going to get that frame of reference from the five minute or anything like that. It's just too zoomed in. Uh, but during really high volatile times, straight up, like like you you can trade the five minute or the 15 minute very, very well based on the flow. Just like, because there's just, I, uh, the, it, everything's just going bonkers. Okay. And you can hide your, you can hide your, you can hide your orders very, very well. You can add size and nobody will notice. It's because all the bots have been activated. They've been triggered and they're just trading against each other. Just bam, 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 bam. It's like, dude, this is the best. Okay. I can, I can size up. And nobody will notice me, and that's that's kind of what I was talking about. When like like you can you can like like really size up your account uh, with uh, with volatility like we were having today, or like the the uh, March twelfth volatility. That's that was like that was absolutely bonkers. It's uh, it's been a crazy crazy day for crypto. Um, you know, I, I was actually just sitting down with Gainsy on a different show. We talked. Um, and he said that he's he sticks to crypto pretty much and that's where he his bread and butter is that's where he makes his money is it the same for you are you solely a crypto bitcoin guy or is there anything else it's that you trade? Much, yeah that's pretty much it's because i don't understand the other market so i'm not going to speak on or trade Love markets it. that i don't understand because they have they have different mechanics that i that i haven't taken the time to go ahead and that uh, um, um, dissect or anything like that. So yeah, I'm just straight up a crypto guy. I, I love it. And Bitcoin primarily, if I remember from our talk last time, and this kind of goes into kind of how much time you have put into understanding how Bitcoin trades. Uh, you don't want to waste your time, I would say, trying to learn another, you know, even just another crypto market. Uh, for example, like an alt or something like that. You don't want to, you know, pour all that time and effort in when you can be continuing to grow your edge with Bitcoin. Is that correct? Am I, am I remembering yeah, that correctly? Gonna, yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to, if you're, if you're going to want to dabble in alts, just pay Loma to give you signals. And then <laughs> just straight up, just, just ask Loma like, okay, what, what, what are you, what is it Loma? What is it? 
right? Okay, ETC? Okay, we, we're good. Okay, we go, we go, we're long ETC. One of those things, okay? Don't long ETC. I'm just giving an example. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so you're, you're, no, he's, you're just he's, a Bitcoin guy then. Yeah, yeah. And, and Loma's, well, actually, Loma can trade all markets, actually. Like, he's actually really good at Bitcoin. And all he fucking kills it. I'm stoked. I'm actually yeah, having him on later really. today, hopefully. I was supposed to have him on nice. last night. But uh, Twitter DMs got all fucky and Twitter got all messed up, so couldn't DM yeah, I him. Noticed that. Yeah, it was it it cut into the interview because I didn't send that that oh, Zoom man. link, which is a little bit unfortunate. So <laughs> that's so funny. I know, yeah, I, but I ho- hopefully that. today it'll be you and then Loma, two fucking wonderful traders, very highly respected in the community. Thank it's you. a, it's a big it. big day for the podcast. <laughs> very um, nice. Very nice. So is there anything else on your trading strategy that you want to talk about before we move on to the next question? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, if you're a market maker, you kind of want to be cognizant of what I call order book velocity. And that's basically how much the order book changes. Okay. And, uh, the, the order book is the order book changes in rhythms. Okay. At least for a specific type of a specific exchange, the in-house market maker, just FYI, I don't know if they're going to change this or not, but like, <laughs> it's seriously, it's, it's like, it's the, the, what the, the order book changes at a specific rhythm. It starts at like 40 amendments per minute, 40 to 60 up to like about 160 amendments per minute. And it just goes and it goes, boom, boom, boom. It just keeps, it just goes, it's just over and over and over. I've witnessed this for like 15 minutes when I was doing data analysis on it. I was like, what the heck is going on? Why is it going at this rhythm over and over? And I figured, I think I figured out why. It's because, well, I have a theory as to why. And I think it's because, I think it's because they're actually looking for someone to enter. They're trying to figure out who's in the market at specific times uh, that are and that are adding uh, orders into the limit book, limit order book. So if like if the if the rhythm changes, then they know there's another market participant in there, and then they can act accordingly. Um, so with that in mind, like if you're trading and if you're a scalper, I just want to like, let you guys know, like pick and choose your times to scalp. And it has to be like, as you, with them, you want to scalp with as many participants as possible, because if you're, if you're alone with the in-house market maker, they're going to run you over every time you put an order through. Seriously. If it's too close to, if it's too close to court, they're just going to run you over until you puke. That's, it's always going to happen. So just watch out for that. Okay. That uh, makes so just when you're, a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. really quick, I, I don't know if this is maybe would be asking too much, but how, how can you tell when there are more participants in the market? Like what's a good telltale sign that more people are participating in a given market? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a little bit too much. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. No, so yeah, for yeah. anyone out there who's listening, Start to try to figure out how you can get a gauge for who's entering the market when there are more participants. We're not going to give you all of it here uh, because we want Sim to continue to be profitable. So Thank you. no, that's yeah. that's perfect. Is there anything else on 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 that that you wanted to discuss, or are we good? No, to, no, uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much that's pretty much it. Yeah, like uh, uh, order book velocity. Uh, just when to scalp. Just try to find you you. You can kind of feel okay. I'll I'll tell you guys this. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't happen at set times all the time. Except maybe maybe don't scalp during Asia hours 
because seriously, it is very, very, it's usually very dead at that time. But that could change in the future. I just don't know. But right now, uh, don't scalp during Asia hours. Just FYI. There we go. Big shout out to Glim. I always see him complaining about how <laughs> dead Asia hours are. Oh my God, they're so dead. Oh, constantly. <laughs> he is constantly talking about how dead it is. Uh, and so that, that again goes back to kind of the participants in the market. When the market's a little more dead, you're going to get run over by these in-house market makers. Uh, so I think that's perfect on that topic. I I still can't believe you've given away this much on this episode. Um, and funny. a lot of it, you know, it's good information. They do need people who are listening are going to need to take it a couple steps further and figure some stuff out themselves. But yeah. I love that you've kind of sent them down these paths to investigate this kind of stuff, which is, I think, the most important thing to teaching people how to trade is you don't just give them everything. You kind of send them down the right path and let them figure it out themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it'll it, it'll help you through the progressions in the sense that like, um, I gave you guys a, like I I gave a good starting spot, but at the same time like these pearls of wisdom, uh, these uh pearls of wisdom like they uh, alone they can't really you you can't benefit all that much from it just by knowing these individual pearls. Like you have to build your own system around it, fit all the pieces together, and then you can create a profitable system. That's there. pretty much uh, exactly. That's, that's it, pretty much. No, yeah, I love it, and and I'm hoping that these people who are listening, who have their kind of trading systems already built out, can maybe take one or two of these pearls of wisdom and add it to their strategy, and hopefully it'll help increase their oh. profitability. Profitability, Jesus, sorry, just a little bit. Um, one second, hold on. You're good. You can you hear me? Yeah, you're still coming through. Cool, fantastic. Okay, perfect. Um, so, you know, I, I appreciate all that you've given us. I think it is more than enough. Uh, I always like to ask this question on the show and that is what you're most excited for in the coming 12 months. Uh, are you working on any new strategies? Do you have anything in the pipeline that you want my audience to know about? Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, so, uh, I, I think, um, if you're, if you're familiar, if you're associated with CT, you know, uh, crypto Twitter, you know exactly who trader XO is oh, yeah. and he's a phenomenal trader, but what some people might not know is that he's an extremely good programmer too. And we're actually going to be, um, working together to create a commercially viable, uh, data feed, uh, like the one that you see on the left right here. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, hopefully it'll be released, uh, in the next couple months or so. Couple months. Okay. Perfect. Uh, and for i guess the average everyday person do you think this will be beneficial to them at all uh this is honest if i have to be honest no it's it's pretty much for intermediate advanced traders there so just go. keep that in mind okay yeah, yeah i i don't yeah <laughs> i I, did, I just wanted to kind of get a gauge for what you're going to be putting out there um just because one some of my audience they're very very low level beginner stuff uh and i wanted to know if they should get excited about this and then i for the more uh, I guess professional guys. I wanted to get them excited for what's coming out. Um, so you, you and Trader XO are working on that. You've also got those few people that you're mentoring. I hope that they can continue to become profitable traders, build out their systems. That's the hope. Yep. Yeah, man. I you, you're doing so much. You're you're constantly <laughs> posting on. I appreciate CG. it. I feel like you're dropping off on CT on an almost daily basis. You're, <laughs> you opened up to this podcast. I, we did this last time. Is there any way that we could look through some tweets? Do you still want to do that or do you want to just uh, 
stay away from that nah, for this one. Yeah, let's stay away from that. Yeah, we were going through some tweets last time, uh, but I think we'll actually just keep it for the people that uh, are following me for there, now. I was going to say you're private, so uh, going into your yeah. tweets was a, a huge treat for the people out there. Uh, but no, I, I respect that a lot. Um, you know, I generally like to end with a biggest tip. So for all the traders out there, I would say, what's what's your biggest tip for them? Um, I would say, oh, oh, it's, it's gotta be for me, at least for me, at least it's get into coding, start learning a programming language. It'll, it'll change the way that you think about markets and, uh, and, and you'll benefit a lot from it. That's, that's all I can really say. I've, I've benefited the most from learning, uh, how to code. There we go. You know, it's funny. Gaines, he actually talked about the same thing on that other podcast or stream that we were doing. Uh, he was like, you know, you can you can learn to code very quickly just by, you know, looking at other people's systems on TradingView. Uh, and then it really changes the way you think about trading. 100%. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And, and people think it's this very, very complex thing. And it doesn't have to be, especially just to get your toes wet. Um, so I appreciate, oh, yeah. I appreciate that tip. Uh, we didn't talk about it too much on this episode, but you're a member of PDF. Uh, has that been beneficial to you at all being in this trading group? Cause those guys are you and those guys are some elite traders, some of the best on CT in my opinion and many other people's opinions. So I couldn't say, I couldn't say I couldn't, I can, I can praise them enough, honestly, or thank them enough. I mean, like they, they've all helped me become the trader that I am today. And like, I, I don't know. I, I think objectively speaking, I've gained quite a bit of visibility in the last like year. Uh, and it's, I've been taken aback by it, to be honest. Like, it's like, well, this is crazy. And I, it's, it's honestly because they've, they've been pushing me to the next level. I, I see them trying to up their game all the time and it gives me motivation to up my game all the time. So that's basically where it comes from. I, I love it. And I think anyone who's listening to this, it's been mentioned by multiple solid traders who have come on the show. They've said, find a group that can push you to be better. Uh, that you can bounce trading ideas off of and it will take your trading to the next level. So for anyone out there, uh, find that group. DM Keck to get in. He will let you in. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't say that. No, no I, 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 I hear words from him. <laughs> yeah, I just I just like uh, sending people to people's DMs. I, I told people to DM Gainsy about getting hey, into. Hey, it's Gainsy's birthday, everybody. Oh, yeah. No, I, I told people that they could. Shout out to Gainsy. <laughs> I told people that they could get into my Amazon Discord if they DM him. And he said that he got flooded with DMs. So for anyone listening, DM Cack. He'll let you in. Um, oh, and I, I think that that we can wrap it up unless there's anything else yeah, that yeah, you man. want my audience to know. I had a fantastic time. This episode was fucking Likewise, phenomenal. Man. Fantastic. Yeah. Maybe in a second episode, I can drop some more alpha. Oh, uh, God. Now, let's, I don't uh, think the people it. deserve it. Yeah. I don't think the yeah. people deserve that. <laughs> but again, man, thank you so much for sitting down and taking the time. My pleasure.